This podcast contains adult situations, horror themes, and disturbing content, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode 10 of the Blood Curse Stories. You've been shaking recently. Is the morphine have an effect on you? It's quite common. Or what has happened to Max begin to trouble you more? We will have to see. Hey, everyone. It's Amelia. This is probably going to be the last episode of this. I can't have Max going through this anymore. I don't know what happened on these tapes, and I don't care. I just hope you've all been enjoying yourselves while he's been working himself sick. I've confined him to his bed and I'm not going to be keeping this up in his steed. I told him I would put together one last episode and that's it. So here, I'm just going to select a few and go with that. What am I going to do? Oh my goodness. I know what I said. I know I said I could never do this, but hold on. Okay, Peter is still gone. Well... I agreed to have dinner with Leo, and it was wonderful. We talked about everything. He may, he might not be book smart, but he knows so many things about animals and farming that it's truly fascinating. I guess I really am no better than him. I mean, I know nothing about farming. If I tried, I'm sure I'd fail. He's a really gifted person. And he listened to me about my paintings. That sounds so silly, but he wanted to hear about them. What my favorite was, what materials I like to use, what I want to achieve. I felt truly listened to for the first time in my life. Peter has been a good provider, and I really shouldn't compare the two. They're simply so different. But that dinner is the first time I've really smiled since I've been here. What am I going to do? I can't be this stupid, but I do want to see him. I want to have dinner again. Maybe the kitchens will let me make a cake? I could buy one easily, but something tells me a made one will mean much more to him. I think I'm going to ask. I'm sorry, you want to run that by me again? I would like to make a cake. (laughs) You trying to get me in trouble? No, why would that get you in trouble? Look, darling, don't play cute with me. You live in a fancy stateroom, probably with a husband who doesn't think you're worth anything. So you come by here to try and make me break the rules so you can play house, or whatever it is. And the instant you get a little cut or a burn on your dainty little fingers, you run back up, blab about it, then they haul my ass off. No, not at all. I would never do that. And I highly doubt they'd haul you away. (laughs) Darling, darling, why don't you stick to what you know? You don't know how poor people get treated. That's fair. But this is really important. It's not for anyone up top. There's someone down here that's been really kind to me. And I just wanted to do something nice. (laughs) You? Throwing your little hands up for one of us? He must be special. He is. At least, I think he is. All right, I'll help you. Oh, thank you so much. On one condition. Yes? Who is it? All 
all right. Got all the uh, important stuff out of the way. Now let's get to the actual questions. Uh, yes, I apologize now that my answers will be brief. I have an appointment. I absolutely understand. Uh, thank you for accepting being a part of this test. Uh, what made you decide to do so? You have a unique field of study that fascinates me. I would like to be able to contribute what I can. And while I cannot discuss in exact detail what is going on with my patients, I think that the general things I notice can be of use. Uh, things you've uh, noticed? Um, have there been unique situations? Well, that would be up for you to decide, I imagine. I see a variety of patients with a variety of health situations. I've even begun accepting the stowaways. I'm quite busy, so if there are uh, unusual patterns or situations, you'll be the one who has the ability to notice. And if there's something requiring further information, I'll, I'll of course do what I can to provide. Uh, being a part of this study is about you, not your patients. Are we not the embodiment of our work? The summation of our patients? I specifically avoid such an after effect. Thank you for that. Uh, now we will begin your intake. So, Mrs. LaRue? Miss, and you may call me Gigi. Oh, my apologies. I had imagined a woman of your uh, stature and beauty would be married. Mm, absolutely not. If I were to marry, my husband would receive my fortune. I prefer to keep my fortune right where it is. Ah, yes. I remember you were practically royalty in the city. Oui, my father works in the international trade. He's built a beautiful empire, and I'm very fortunate to live a very good life because of it. So, is your father a passenger as well? <laughs> of course not. He's still at home running the empire. I guess his ticket is a passing fancy, a passing entertainment, if you will. Uh, that is understandable. Uh, what made you want to participate in this Project. Father says we should always make sure to leave our mouth in this world. This is my way to do that. I guess that's as good of reason as any. <laughs> Have you found your popularity troublesome being in an enclosed space? Hmm? Not at all. I prefer to keep to myself. I don't like to mix with other people who are not of my status. They can be entertaining at times, but I mostly prefer to be alone. Oh, you don't get lonely? Not at all. My status has left me quite accustomed to not having people around me. It's actually quite peaceful. I enjoy going to the deck above the hours, in the morning, before anyone is awake. It is very lovely and very quiet. Oh, well, that does sound lovely. I think you will indeed have a uh, unique perspective for this research in many aspects. Yes. Uh, you'll take this briefcase and simply record your thoughts as they come to you. Uh, I look forward to what you have to say. Of course you will. Hey, Chris and Amelia are asleep and uh, I'm in the bathroom down the hall. After last episode, I just... Um, I, I can't give this up. I know it sounds stupid to be my age and believing in monsters, and 
I, I didn't before now, but whatever it was that killed Tommy, it's on the boat. That means it's around everyone else. Everyone is in danger, and no one seems to care about it but me. Chris thinks I'm just exhausted, and Amelia won't even listen to the tapes to hear it for herself. They think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Maybe they're right, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'm going to keep doing this no matter what, even if I have to hide it from them. I don't care. I don't know how much you guys will even want to listen anymore because I really feel it's not going to get much better from here on out. But if you can, please stay with me. Don't let me do this alone. Tommy? Tommy? Would you please answer? I'd like to apologize. Tommy? The door's unlocked. Tommy, if you're not going to answer, then I'm just going to come in. Tommy, are you in here, dear? Tommy, please, I want to apologize for the other night. I, w I was just scared. I, I don't know. Tommy, dear, where are you? I want to... himself by his tie. Why would he do that? It's all my fault. It's all my fault. Mary, calm down. You're in hysterics. This isn't your fault. I was going to... We were having problems. I know. Don't look at me like that. The whole boat knew. But Mary, I don't think it was bad enough for him to do that. George, I don't know. Come with me. Fetch the officer. You can stay with my wife, okay? You don't need to be in here. Mary, nothing can change. Now you stay here. Come on, we'll take care of you. I'm not leaving him alone! Fine. I'll, I'll be right back. Police! Doctors! Help! Help! Mary. It wasn't you, Mary, but... Is it worse if she knows the truth? Who would want to know that? Who would believe that? If it was me, if it happened to Chris or Amelia, I don't, I don't think I can handle not knowing the truth, even though the truth is, I mean, what it is. I'm going to find a way to keep doing this, even if I have to hide it from the others. They just aren't going to understand how important this is. But you understand, right? You guys will stay here, metaphorically, with me. These people deserve the truth to be out. It's the only thing I can do for them. About this time, Dr. Wiseman started gathering his new people. You've heard a couple already, so maybe they can even things out. I mean, we know the truth, right? But maybe we can have some kind of re Maybe we can have some kind of reprieve. But first, I just need to check in on Aiden. It's still strange. I keep asking questions in the thin air, expecting Colin to answer. But he never will. I don't know how I'm going to keep doing this without him. He held me together, you know, but these bastards took him. And I feel like without him around, like I'm back to the way I was when I boarded this thing. I can't trust anyone. I can't keep my thoughts straight. I still haven't had a drink, but... I still haven't had a drink. And I made that promise to him and I'm going to keep it, but... Sometimes... God, sometimes I want to... 
just a shorter four. It made me think about something else just for a little while. I told you I don't feel like talking. Is that any way to greet a lady? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, miss. It's fine. I wouldn't feel like talking either if I was you. But I've been knocking on every door down here, and I'm glad you finally answered one. Can I come in? I guess I owe you that much. <laughs> come on. Well, you've uh, redecorated, I take it. That's supposed to be a joke. Supposed to be. I understand it, though. Being so destroyed inside, you want to make the outside world match it. I just wanted to come talk to you. Why? You said your peas and got me out of lockup. What more do you want? I wanted to say I'm sorry. You should be. You think you could have shared your information a little bit earlier? Colin died because you couldn't be bothered to speak up. I couldn't, okay? Oh, yes. Doing the right thing is so difficult for your type. You listen here, you son of a bitch. I didn't come down here to be insulted. No, you came down here to clear your conscience so you could rest a little easier thinking you're forgiven. I came down here to explain, so if you had shut your mouth for five minutes... What was that? Just... Listen to me. Uh, all right. You heard me tell the chief that I found the body and was too scared to tell... But that's not the real story. I was with some people who found the captain originally. I wanted to go get the police. They, they were afraid that if we went to the cops, that they would think we did it. I didn't have a chance. They, they took me and... Did they hurt you? No, nothing like that. I can handle myself. I was just locked away. In a closet. Until the day your friend died. Since he took the fall for it, they figured they were safe and let me go. I couldn't stay quiet about it, you know? I risked my life to bust you out and at least clear your friend's name. You'd think you could be a little more grateful. I... I had no idea. I'm sorry you went through that. I, thank you for speaking up. Not many people would do that. Especially when their neck is on the line. Yeah, well... It's what was right. If you cared this much about him, he must have been a good guy and not... Wait. What is that? What? A briefcase, are you... I mean, does it... Uh, does it what? You're a patient at Dr. Weissman's, aren't you? I... Oh, wait. You are too. Yeah, my briefcase is back in my room. You should... You should shut it off. I have some questions for you about all this. Yeah, I've got some questions for you too. Okay, I don't know if that makes me happy or worried... Like, if anybody needs support right now, it's the two of them. After what Nora went through, she could use someone to talk to. Aiden certainly needs some support, though I don't know what's going on with him and Saoirse. They both just really need a friend or a hug or something. I'm just glad they're talking. But then again, they're also two of the more strong personalities, which could mean the boat will be on fire in a week. <laughs> okay, but seriously, let's try to find something good, maybe. Oh, okay, I'm just going to keep trucking forward. Here we go. You know, I think I'm going to like this tape thing. Who knows? Maybe I can write some songs. Dr. Wiseman should like that. Oh, I know. You want to hear all my innermost thoughts. I'm honestly just a happy person. Life hasn't been easy on here. The hours are long. I have to be on my best behavior all the time. And I think my face is so depressed from not having a single moment without makeup. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. Removing every scrap of makeup. And taking my sweet time caring for my face. My mother always said, when you have an asset, you have to protect it. For me, <laughs> that's my voice 
and my face. Oh, that might sound shallow, but it's true. We're playing a big show soon. I have to look my best. Oh, just a moment. Let me grab my moisturizer. This briefcase is so cumbersome, I don't want to move it constantly around my stateroom. Um, uh, but yes, the big show we're planning. You absolutely must see it, Doctor. The band is working on a big number that's supposed to be so exciting. Big brass band, dancing girls. I'm even going to teach the wait staff a couple of dance moves to make it extra special. It will take some time to get together, but it will be so beautiful. I think I'm really going to like Josie. She's at least this really sweet reprieve from everything else going on. I hope you guys like her too. And I promise I'm not avoiding what happened uh, to Tommy. Um, I just can't really deal with it well right now. And I think you guys don't even want to be overloaded with the fallout. So I just want to move on to our new girl, Gigi's tape. So this should be working. I always did love being on the edge of new things. Papa would buy me dresses all the time at the fashion shows. I always loved having new styles. The briefcase is not very chic. But it is a blank canvas. Perhaps I'll accessorize it with satin, a diamond. Oh, but I am supposed to be talking about life on the boat, yes? It's been nice. I don't have many friends here, mais I have no desire to make any friends at all. I just want to enjoy my day. It has been very peaceful so far, aside from the individuals who recognize me. But of course they do. Everyone knows my face. I can't blame them for getting excited. Gigi? Gigi, the world? Ah, but sometimes it is the worst people don't recognize you. Well, look at that. How haven't we seen you before now? I guess I'm just lucky. <laughs> oh, you always were so clever. We should have a drink sometime. Barry and I are going to the piano bar tonight. You can always join us. Uh, no, merci. I think I'll have a quiet night in. Thank you for the very kind offer. Oh, of course. We'll find you another time and uh, see if you got some free time. Yeah, Barry was just talking about you the other day. We hadn't seen you since your father came by our uh, business. How is he? He's well. He did not come to the boat, so unfortunately you all have no business to conduct with him tonight. No business needed. We just enjoy such lovely company. You're laying it on thick, Barry. <laughs> ah. Anyway, we're going to head down. We'll catch you some other time, yeah? I can't wait. Underlings of my father's. I know he's done shading dealings in the past. I was even around for most of it. But that doesn't mean they were actually for me. Friends. Hopefully I can avoid these two. Oh, so I guess confirmation that they really are gangsters. And Gigi's father dealt in some shady business? I already want to know more about her. Ugh, I should probably head back to bed. If Amelia wakes up, she's going to notice me missing. And Chris, well, I love him, but he could sleep through a hurricane. Here, I found some tapes labeled Mary, and I just can't do them right now. I promise, though, next time. And uh, there's a new patient, too. So let's hope that uh, whatever that was that took Tommy, um, let's hope it's over. Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. 
Season 1, The SS Utopia, is written by Ellie Collins. Sound production by Scott Moore. Dr. Wiseman is played by David Benedict. Max is played by Evan Ivey. Tommy Washburn is Judson Ragsdale. Mary Washburn is Laura Hauser. Aidan Manis is Joe Ravenson. Nora is Emily Thomas. Penny Rutherford is Angel Ash. Leo Moretti is Charlie Close. Fiona Bedivere is Amanda Van Heil. Mel Seff is Eric Ravenscraft. Additional voices provided by Zachary Vaudo, Eric Green, Javakis Green, Audrey Statler, Lindsay Van Pelt, Leif Ballard, Arun Matthew, Daniel Van Heil, and Gray Lynn. Subscribe on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories, and Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Blood Crow Stories. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash The Blood Crow Stories to become a patron and receive behind the scenes access, bonus episodes, and monthly chats with cast and crew. All right, you ready to take notes? Uh, yes, I, I'm just supposed to detail everything you say, right? Yes, I know you apply to be my assistant, so that's pretty much all the job is. That way I have something to give to the police, and I can't write with my wrists deep in a cadaver. Uh, right, okay, I'm ready. I am performing the autopsy for Thomas Washburn to determine the cause of death. Mr. Washburn came in with marking around his neck and a stressed necktie, indicative of potential suicide. Officers state that there was no indication of where he could have hung himself from and suspect foul play, so the goal of this autopsy is to rule out any additional potential causes of death. All right, let's start with body inspection. There are markings indicative of struggle around the neck and face. The rest of the body is seemingly pristine. External signs show a healthy individual. Of course, it's rich people. I swear. Perfect life, tons of money, then go and kill themselves. Yes, money can't buy happiness. Uh, shit. Uh, don't write that down. Uh, oh. Okay, let's continue with the internal exam. All right, we're cutting open the chest. Now, nothing immediately noticeable. Cutting through the ribs. All right, no organ discoloration present. Stomach seems fine, liver fine, lungs fine, and... Hey, 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 come here, take a look at this. Am I missing something? Uh, uh, what am I looking for? The heart, idiot, where is it? Oh, uh, um... Huh. Uh, check that pile, I'm gonna keep looking through here. Uh, uh... Uh, it's not It's not in here. Did the other doctor already do the autopsy? You saw me cut through the skin for the first time. His skin was perfectly intact, and his chest showed no scarring or wounds. It, every connection point for the heart is cut clean. Uh, it looks like it was already removed. Are you fucking with me? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. I, I mean, no, sir. I, uh, uh, it's physically impossible. There's no way to take it out. Well, well he didn't just not have one. Right. So how the fuck is this heart just missing? 